Good evening, my friends, and welcome to a very, very special edition of Fandom Talk, um, the Spidey Cast, if you will. Uh, 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 anybody? No? Okay. All right. Um, be- before we... <laughs> it is literally a Spidey Cast. It is literally a Spidey Cast. It was... It was it, it, Okay, everybody, sorry. We're just going to re-record that intro real quick. <laughs> that was weird. Nope, nope. It's it's in. We're, we're, we're going. We're, we're going to keep going. Through. We're powering through. We're going to stick with that. Yep, right. that's that's our intro. There we go. We're banging with it. That's, that's, how, that's how we do it here at the Phantom Correspondence. Um, thank you all so much for joining us tonight. Um, I will go ahead and do introductions. We have with us the magnificent... Uh, Raven, better known as Jenny. Jenny, how are we doing tonight? I'm great. Yeah? Happy to be here. Yeah? Ready to talk about the Spider-Man? Yeah, always. Absolutely. Fantastic. We also have with us, all the way from Lexington, Red Lanyard, better known as Al. Al, are, are we just ready to just dive right in? I'm, I mean, I'm ready to swing right in. That's, that's oh. what I'm going to do. Oh. 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 That, that was that was much better than Spidey Cast. Well done. Well done. It was better. It was better. <laughs> and then, of course, Josh, the wise sage himself. Josh, how we doing? I am the exact inverse of what I felt after Eternals. Oh, yeah. okay, gotcha. All right, okay. <laughs> so, man, all right. Um, just real quick, guys, I want to give you all a couple of heads up. Oh, excuse me, I apologize. Uh, for those of you who do not know me, uh, I am Jacob Vance Harsty. I'm the editor-in-chief here. Uh, and, uh, yeah, r- r- running the show. Known for professionalism. Known p- for professionalism, absolutely, absolutely. Um, jumping right in, I do want to talk about a couple things that we've got going on. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen, you are absolutely missing out on the fantastic podcast series of Christmas Fest by Al and Jenny. Um, talking about some great Christmas movies over this month of December. Yeah. Um, as of this recording, um, the third one is now up on Spotify and iTunes. And um, we've got two more coming, right? Yeah. yeah. Very excited about the about those last two. Those uh, the last one might happen after like a post Christmas kind of thing, but yeah. you know, it's still Well, it's happening begrudgingly. So So, so, so there you go. Yeah, you guys gotta power through. Yes, because that yeah, because the, the, the last one's my special request. Yeah. Yeah, very, very, very excited about that one. Yeah. Um, and on that note, also, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you all, wherever you are. Um, speaking of different holidays, we've also got our year-end podcast coming up where we're talking about all the great things that happened in 2021 in the world of entertainment and fandom. And we've got some – I'm I'm really excited about that one. I've already got some some good picks, I think, and uh, might have some, some late uh, – some uh, some late entries happening, but you know I'm I'm excited about it all the all all the well, and also want to give you all a heads up. Sorry about the that was the notification that the the third uh, Christmas Fest podcast is officially up. So look at that. That's as we're recording. Um, Spooky. But the, <laughs> smooth. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, but no, I did want to give you all a heads up. Um, moving into the new year, um, if you all have not heard. Al and I will be leading a Star Wars podcast, a new monthly Star Wars podcast. Um, Josh and Jenny will also be on it uh, every once in a while. And then um, we also have some an, a <clears throat> litany of other guests that are going to be joining us as well on different subjects. And, uh, yeah, we're very excited about that one. 
If you all want to join in with us, uh, we are going to be reading throughout the first month, uh, Light of the Jedi by Charles Soule. is the first book in the Higher Public series. Uh, really good jumping on point. Just a great, great book. Hope you all uh, will read and then tune in. And... Uh, uh, and also, if you all want to support us and and all of the wonderful different things that we have going on, uh, you're more than welcome to hit us up on Patreon. We have dollar and five dollar tiers, and then of course, just really just hit us up on any kind of social media. Let us know that you guys are out there that we're not just screaming into the void as we typically do. Um, you know, definitely definitely kind of helps us out. You know, personally, but uh, yeah, and we're just gonna jump right in. To it. After the 20 minute commercial. After. <laughs> it, I, we have to do these things. Yeah, that's true. As a, oh, you're good. You're good. I'm sorry. It was just funny. Well, excuse me. All right. <laughs> Free record you should, those you should, later. You should put, um, you should put like a little thing underneath that says the podcast starts at this. The <laughs> podcast is already started. <laughs> it's like we have a recipe on YouTube. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> no, okay. I can't wait to hear about Spider Man. <laughs> It's okay. Jay. No, you're no, great. No, I get no, it. Anyways. Because on Christmas Fest, I literally act like this is only what we do. Christmas yeah. on, on Christmas Fest, <laughs> I have the most difficulty editing because you'll literally be talking to Al that just immediately says, all right, guys, here we go. Christmas Fest. Like, so if any of those start just abruptly, it's not on me. No, just it's saying. Me, it's care. just Jenny just jumping right in. We but all got our styles. We yeah, do. We have, styles. we have our styles. We have our styles, you know. Yeah. And. Speaking of jumping right in, uh, just a heads up to everybody, uh, we're going to be talking all about Spider-Man No Way Home, which you have most likely already knew that from the multiple Spidey references and the title of this podcast. But also, if we do not or have not said it already, this is going to be talking about all the spoilers of this movie. If you have not seen this movie, go check it out. Definitely worth watching. You you get that that spoiler for free. It's really good. Go check it out, then come back. We'll be here. Yeah. Okay. So, everybody good? Yeah, I'm great. Yep. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so, there's a spoiler warning. So, <clears throat> jumping right into it. Josh, you get the first question. Oh. Are you Are you ready? Uh, are, you, are you ready? Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> <clears throat> already. Already. Um, Josh... What did you think about the fact that this movie contains different elements of the highly controversial story, One More Day? That's our first question. That's our opening question. We're, we're not even opener. going to like, a, did you like it or anything? You nope. Just, jump into just game jump, jumping into really? it. Really? Yeah. Really? Okay. All right. Well, okay. Uh, sure. Sure. Let's talk about, so One More Day, if you don't know about One More Day, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, Man, okay. So one more day was written by a dude by the name of J. Michael Straczynski. And essentially the the gist of one more day takes place after the first Civil War storyline where Spider-Man famously reveals himself to the world uh, as Peter Parker. And so essentially what he does is he goes around um, as uh, Peter Parker and then like he changes his mind uh, turns on Iron Man in Civil War, mm-hmm. um, uh, but because of all this, uh, tragedy occurs and Aunt May gets shot by someone trying to kill Spider-Man. And basically he goes to all these different people and tries to help Aunt May, and none of them can help Aunt May. Um, I, that's not really explained why. 
uh, quite frankly. Ooh, so, I mean, you, you ooh, would think like you would. I mean, because he's, he's like he's like going from Doctor Strange to Doctor Doom to Mr. Fantastic Richards, yep. to like. So I mean, you've got literally like people that I mean at this. I mean, you have three people right there that are going to be facing down celestial beings at some point in the near future after <laughs> this. But you know, a bullet wound at May they can't handle. So as a last second or as a last ditch effort, okay, he goes to Al's favorite person. In all of Marvel, Mephisto, mm-hmm. and makes a deal with Mephisto. And essentially, the deal with Mephisto is that Aunt May will live, but um, but uh, Mary Jane and Peter Parker will forget that they were in love. Okay, and uh, that storyline has kind of—I mean, they really haven't totally until Nick, until the Nick Spencer's run, uh, which was basically just trying to destroy all. Spider-Man storylines. They really it, it lasted until uh, this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason we're talking about this movie is because Jake is jumping all the way to the ending, um, because the ending of this movie is basically essentially that Spider-Man is going to be forgotten by everyone that knows him in the entire world. Um, he's just going to be a forgotten person. Um, and so um, I, you know, it, it's interesting because I, I turned to you at the end of the movie and I said that I thought this movie kind of was attempting to redeem um, one more day mm-hmm. uh, because uh, it's basically the same kind of premise. Uh, I don't like people knowing that I'm Spider-Man. It's hurting the people I love around me. So I go to Dr. Strange, make people forget, but, uh, but weird stuff happens. Um, and also people are getting pulled in that know who Peter Parker is. And the only way to fix that at the end is for Peter Parker himself to make a sacrifice about himself. The main thing I always hate about one more day is that it's not one, it's not really Peter Parker's sacrifice. Two, if Aunt May had known what was happening, she would have absolutely been like, yeah, just let me die. And three, just, you know, M- Mephisto's just not, just just really. He ain't it. Yeah, he ain't it. He, he, he ain't he, it. He ain't it. <laughs> um, you know, and so uh, by using Doctor Strange, by making it a sacrifice, um, this is, the, I mean, that that's, that's one of the strengths of the movie, in my opinion, is that, it's it's all on Peter Parker, um, and uh, Tom Holland carries it off brilliantly. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that was a that was a that was a weird one to start off with. <clears throat> what were your thoughts about the movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was no, I uh, I was going to do general thoughts, but the opening was too long, so uh, you know I had to had to skip <laughs> oh, right into it. Oh. Giving you a hard <clears throat> time. It's no, been a um, while since we've all done a podcast together. It is. It has. It has. <laughs> but no, I I just wanted to jump right. No, because you. I mean, general thoughts of the movie are obviously positive, you know, but you you had mentioned one more day, and I was like, I mean, we might as well just jump right into that. Yeah, you we, know? we can that's... jump right into that, but but and, and that's fine. I, I think answer as well as anybody here could have answered that. Yes, absolutely. But I'm going to take the time since I have this right now and apparently do something that I honestly figured you and you pointing at Jenny and actually Al pointing at Al, although I'm I'm pointing at on the computer at, screen on the computer yeah. screen. Um, I figured all three of you would be jumping on top of me because of all of the crap I've given this movie for the last six months. Ooh, I mean, that was question number two. Time, so. I was about to... Uh, I yeah. just figured that'd be the starter point. No, no. I, was, I, was, I, was, I, I wanted you to get comfortable oh. and then and then just be like, so gosh, you know, later. Okay, and, right, uh, well, well, you know, I guess we'll jump in that yeah, later. Yeah, we'll okay. jump into that later, yeah. <laughs> um. Goodness, I forgot where I was because because of that. All right, uh, Jenny, mm-hmm. 
So Josh talked a lot about uh, kind of how the ending of this ends up with, you know, Peter making that sacrifice and everything. But what were your thoughts on his emotional journey throughout this, throughout this film? I mean, it was like an emotional journey for me too. Like mm. I cried so much in this movie and I didn't, I didn't go into it expecting to be as emotional as I was, but like, uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, it was, you know, we've already seen like the last movie, you know, we saw him kind of going through the loss of Tony and then like, in this one, it was the loss of May and then the loss of all this. It was just, it was rough. Like mm. it was hard to watch, but like also it was, it was great. I don't know. It was, I'm still conflicted. Yeah. Like, I loved it, but I'm, like, also, like, eh. But you're, like, but I don't want bad things to happen to Peter. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes. That's, I, I think that's kind of the, you know, and, of course, um, Al will, will probably attest to this and, and or correct me, but I think that's probably one of the, like, key elements of Spider-Man as a character is that you're you're constantly watching him struggle, but you also want good things to happen for him. Yes. You know, um, but because he's Spider-Man, it's such a rarity that he can have everything that he wants. Right. You know, um, I mean, even I, th- I think that's the, of course it was the line and it's the line that's used in the trailer, but it's also one of the, one of the better lines of the film is when Green Goblin says you're struggling to have everything you want, you know, while, while refusing to use the power to take it all. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's <laughs> Norman Osborn gets it, you know, yeah. that's yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> Al, it's time for you to talk about Spider-Man. Talk to me about the the different villains in this film. We've got, I mean, a slew of cameos and characters returning. So t- talk to me a little bit about the different villains in this film, man. Well, Jacob. Yeah, so... So it was really interesting what they did with the villains. Um, and there's a lot to say about the villains um, in A Way Home. Uh, they basically did what everyone was kind of expecting. You know, this was, um, albeit an unorthodox way to bring together uh, the Sinister Six. Um, the, one of the more convoluted ways to assemble um, one of the more um, infamous um, teams of supervillains. Um, it worked for sure. Um, you know, it worked. We got there. Um, but, um, yeah, it had, um, you had, um, this experience where this film was very much a celebration of what Spider-Man has been in pop culture over the last 20 years or so. Um, and you see that in the very obvious way where, you know, you have all of these Spider-Man actors showing up and having um, their, um, their scenes and saying their pieces and bonding and things like that. But um, you also very much see it in um, the villains who show up as well. So with the villains, uh, we see um, Hawkeye. Um, and Norman Osborn is a Green Goblin, um, as well as Handman, all three from the Ham Raimi-verse. Um, and then we have Electro and the Lizard um, as well. 
and um, obviously from the amazing Spider-Man films. Um, and so you have this experience of having these villains come in who are tied um, inevitably to Spider-Man, um, to the things they, to the um, the struggles and the conflicts they've had in the past um, in those films and those um, universes. And you have um, them come in and they have to deal with an entirely new Spider-Man. And it really doesn't go the way um, probably a lot of us thought that it would. Um, just in that, um, you know, obviously there's um, incredible action sequences. There's, there's incredible fight scenes and things like that. But very quickly, it becomes a conflict of Tom Holland's Spider-Man wanting to give them um, a second chance and wanting to give them an opportunity to be cured of what is ailing them, of what is is turning them into the villains that they are, and trying to give them a second chance and trying to be some source of hope um, in their lives that uh, they didn't have in their um, original worlds, in their original homes. Um, and I was really impressed by the cast who played the villains, just in that uh, they all brought something very unique. They all brought something um, that helped um, helped carry the plot f- forward. And also, I was really just impressed from an actor standpoint as well, where all of these actors, um, some of them having not touched these roles for like 20 years, um, all of these actors very naturally just kind of slipped right back in to, to their characters mm-hmm. um without a second thought um if if like i hadn't if i had not been a spider-man fan and all i had seen was the original same raimi film and then this one i would have assumed that well had been playing orman osborne habitually like every <laughs> single year for mm-hmm. 20 years with how naturally he slipped right back into the row. Um, I'm sorry? Oh, I was just saying I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. It's insane how they all just just slipped right back into it. And it helped to really sell the film um, as well. Because all of them were intrigued by what Tom Holland and Spider-Man had to offer them. But they were all very much... Um, had their own agendas as well. Um, I remember um, I went to see it with one of my best friends and we were watching it in the theater and the scene where Peter first lets them out of their cages and takes them um, to Happy's safe house to like help them out and try to cure them and stuff. Um, he does that and um, and they're just kind of walking around, you know, unrestrained. And I just look over at my friend in the theater and I'm just like, um, like, I get what he's doing. He's trying to build trust. Why of all the villains that are here is is a Electro just walking around free? Because, like, he, 
like, not only is he arguably, like, probably the most powerful villain there, but, like, that dude can, like, teleport. And Peter has seen him teleport at this point, and he's just kind of walking around, just kind of waltzing in. And Peter's just like, oh, yeah, we got all this cool high-tech stuff that we can use to help us. And Electro's just like, hmm, I'm I'm totally going to be cool this whole time. Uh, I'm totally not going to, you know, take the opportunity I've been given here to be a really cool villain and not the kind of person I was in my own home. Um, That part was just kind of wild to me. Um, that, that was one of the few things that kind of took me out of it just cause it was so insane where it was just like, um, why is, why is a guy who can turn into electricity just kind of, just kind of walking around this apartment complex, <laughs> just kind of unchecked, just kind of alone with his thoughts. What's going on there? But, um, um, no, it was, it was incredible. I mean, um, Spider-Man has one of the best rogues galleries um in all of comics and um, the fact that they were able to pull off so many villains so well throughout the entire film and that the actors were able to just slip into these roles so quickly uh was just hugely impressive to me um yeah it was it was great yeah no i i completely agree i i i I personally think and it's kind of it I don't know. Like I, I've I've been thinking about it over the weekend, and because and, I and I'm glad we took a couple of days before we did this podcast. Um, at least for, at least for me, because it allowed me more time to kind of think about stuff like this. And I, this might be the the best performances that they've all given. Like I'm, I love uh, Willem Dafoe in the first Spider Man. I love Alfred Molina in the Spider Man two, and you know Thomas Hayden Church, Jamie Fox. Uh, is it Rise Ifens? Is how you say his name? I, the 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 gentleman who plays the lizard and does a very good job. Um, however, you say his name. Um, all five of them, I think, do really good jobs in their in their own respective films. But I think their performances in this one, with the exception of maybe the lizard, just because he doesn't really get as much screen time. Um, I, I think I think they all gave the best performances that they that they had. Um, and in my opinion of the like since of they gave the best performances of those characters okay excuse me sorry i could not get my words out there um willem dafoe and alfa molina definitely taking the show in my, in my opinion not, nothing against the other three they're all great but their their ability to kind of to turn that switch you know especially especially dafoe because like you said just he 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 steals the show in my opinion uh, at, at least of the of the five villains um but yeah he's just it's it's fantastic they they're they're great um Josh speaking of different cameos that happened in this movie um i know that you you didn't want any other spider-man in this movie originally i know that you were actually very against it. You, uh, if I remember correctly, um, you said Tom Holland is the one and only, and, um, that there really shouldn't be any other Spider-Man like ever. 
Um, if I'm if I'm correct, I could I I could be misremembering some of this. I have so um, many strange quotes about that, and that's you had to make one up. Really. <laughs> um, I, you also said this movie was going to be too full. I did. Um, I did say that. You said that. There we go. Yeah, um, so that one I'll accept. You said that this movie was going to have too much going on. It did. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it was going to have too much hype to actually make it uh, worth anything. I'm not totally sure I said that one. Um, I don't even because I don't, I'm not totally sure what that sentence means. Um, but that's okay. Okay. I, I might have said that. You might have said that? Yeah, said okay. That. Well, what were your thoughts on the use of the other Spider-Man in this film? Yeah, um, so, so I had my, I know you don't like Andrew Garfield or Maguire that much, yeah. but... Well, I'm not, um, I won't say uh, too much, because if we don't allow Denny to talk about Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, we have failed... Fair. ...as a fan of course. Fair. Uh, but, but what I will say is that um, this is the... This is the Thorn Oakenshield moment for me in movies. Mm. And I have I have never been so wrong before. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna yeah. threaten to bash my head over. over right. Like, there's a lot of ways know, that could have gone. That could yeah. have gone a lot of different yeah. ways. <laughs> that was a weird But but this is but this is me, you know, returning you know, returning the Arkenstone mm. or like saying, you know, I, I understand why you guys are the way you are, mm. you know, mm. and I am just a stubborn old man. Ah, okay. I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah. That's, how I, that's, that's what it is. That's, that's mm. the honest truth. Cause, um, the, the inclusion of the other Spider-Mans, uh, being Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, um, is, who you do like, or is is so? Are you gonna let you let me talk, or are we, are we just gonna do this bit for a while? Okay. Is 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 perfect. There's no there's no other way to say it. Um, it is it is what everyone will remember about this movie. Um, it took a lot of guts and a lot of really good performances. And here's something that we're really like. The one reason MCU works so well in my opinion, and, and I said this all the way back when we kicked Ed Norton out of this thing, okay? The reason MCU works so well is because they tend to go out of their way to get egoless performers. Um, I'm not saying, like, these guys are perfect or anything like that, okay? But the fact that Jamie Foxx, Oscar winner play, who played Ray Charles, showed up to play Electro and get, what, Ten minutes of screen time, probably mm, roughly yeah. in this movie is amazing, and you can say the same thing about Andrew Garfield. You know, who at this point has gone into his. I'm doing Scorsese films. I'm playing Jim Baker. I'm doing Tick Tick Boom. You know, and Tobey Maguire, who just, as far as I know, hasn't done anything in like five years. So, mm. like, you know, the fact that you you've got these guys all on one page, um, I don't know if it shows the power of the MCU or shows the power of Spider Man. But that is something that I don't think we're talking about enough, um, because this is a there's a there's a miraculous element to this movie, um, the just a miracle of getting them all together. And then the other thing is, is that like it, it, this this is me playing the old man card. But I remember when 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 we were making the statement, this statement was made in my life that no one would take Batman seriously on film. And so now we have a movie wherein we're pulling from multiverse concepts here. We have three of the same character. We're saying all three of these same characters exist, you know, uh, co- uh, exist simultaneously. Okay. We're, we're bringing all this stuff in and everyone just accepts it. The fact that I've lived to see that is amazing. 
It's almost um, a movie just to say "f you trolls." Like yeah, and, and a lot true. of ways it is, you know. And and that's the um, that that to me was the it, it is is going to end up being the legacy of this movie is that you know we've often said like you know like the joke was you know in, you know uh, Marvel Studios mic drop was Guardians you know they made a you know a raccoon you know movie about a raccoon. I knew, I mean, if, if you don't like a raccoon with guns, I don't know what to do for you, you know? Like, I knew that'd be successful. This is Marvel's mic drop moment, where they were like, not only are we going to a Spider-Man movie, we're also going to give closure to two other Spider-Men, you know, in our movie. That is a that is a very strong statement. Um, and so I... Flex. Yeah, it, it was. It was a huge flex. Um, but yeah, no, to, back to your original statement, I got off track there a bit. Uh, no, dead wrong. Totally wrong. Uh, and, you know, the Amazing Spider-Man 3 is trending. Let's all get behind that. If we can have, yeah, I'm the, down. If we can have the freaking Snyder Cut for four hours, we can we can do it in our two-hour Spider-Man. You know, with Andrew Garfield. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay? So let's do that. that okay? um, you know, Tobey Maguire, I think, is probably is probably done, but he was fantastic in this. Um, but, um, you know, I, I know you're in this, but Tom, Tom Holland is, is Spider-Man. I mean, he, 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 just, he is Spider-Man and, um, and, and that, that the, the thing that we all need to be putting all of our energy into is like, look, Tom, you could take a break, but you got to come back and do more of these movies. <laughs> um, you have to, because he is, he is so perfect for this role. And there is a there's a there's a door to building the entire MCU around him, uh, if 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 all the people allow that to happen. And I think it should because uh, in this movie in particular, um, there are moments where he embodies the character of Spider-Man better than I've ever seen anybody embody a superhero before. And uh, so yeah, so that there you go. That was my that was me talking about the Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it was not overstuffed. It was not. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Crazy. That's that's so weird to hear him admit he's wrong. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I was dead wrong. Jenny, you want to talk about Andrew Garfield a little bit? I know, I know you want to. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, where to even start? Like, Homeboy, like, comes in at, like, the perfect moment. Like, right after Aunt May dies. And I can't even see because I'm, like, bawling. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start crying again. Mm -hmm. Okay, hold on. I'm good. It's okay. Um, but no, like he just like hops into the, like the little circle thing, and he mm -hmm. and I was like, wow, like it was like such like a weird moment for me because again, I was devastated because of Aunt May, and then I was overjoyed to see my boy, and it's he's he's great. I just mm -hmm. love him so much. Um, but all three of them, like I know you say Tom Holland is Spider Man, and I absolutely agree, but I also say that all three of them are Spider Man. Like I, you know, like I can't like take away from Toby or Andrew. Like they Tom Holland is, you know, he like he he embodies the comic book character, you know, I understand that. But like they all three bring a different Spider-Man without taking away anything from Spider-Man if that makes sense. Like I don't know. I I just think they're all so perfect. Um I loved watching all of them interact. Um I could have watched 3 hours of that. Uh, I honestly think like just like making like a spinoff, a Disney Plus spinoff with just like the three of them. Just the three of them <laughs> just doing so things. Good. It would. Like it would be so show. good. Like, I don't know, like just be following them, like doing a podcast or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Make it happen. We can figure something out. Um, 
and yeah, I just I really want a third Amazing Spider-Man movie. Um, I, I love I love his uh, I love Andrew Garfield's uh, Spider-Man. And I think there's a lot more story to tell there, um, you know. And it was awesome seeing that character get a little bit of closure, like when he caught Zendaya and like. I don't know. Every it was just everything was so great. Like I, I know I'm like rambling, but I'm just so like no, that's it was one, so you're, great. You're good. <laughs> one of the best moments I've ever experienced in a movie theater sitting next to you when he catches Zendaya. <laughs> because like because you're 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 in both a euphoric and just traumatized state. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And then, like he he's he, he he's got her and he he's about to cry himself and you're just ball you're I am, <laughs> I was. <laughs> well and he's this, you know, the way he like acts like he's just such a good actor you could just see like you know oh god it was just so good it was so good i, I can't that's it <laughs> yeah, that, that's it okay gotcha it was something i didn't think i'd ever get to experience so it was just really cool mm-hmm. so. <laughs> al, al i i would i would feel rude if, if i moved on without talking to you about what, what did you think about toby and andrew coming back and the different inclusion of the different spider-men uh basically doing a smaller version of spider-verse in this film yeah, um, I mean, I was, I was actually about to ask. Um, I was actually about to ask any um, who sh- he thinks cried more at the scene where he catches MJ, um, her or me, um, because I was a mess in that theater when that scene was happening. Um, <laughs> I was an absolute mess when that happened. Um, but um, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things where there was a part of me during all the ad campaigns and um, the rumors and the marketing and things like that. Um, there was a part of me that was very much um, in sync with MJ's phrase that she said a few times in the film, which was if if you always try to be disappointed, then to, I'm sorry, if you expect disappointment, then you won't ever be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, for the last few months, almost up to a year, um, there was a part of me that helped that still. Even a part of me going in to watch it was just like, like there's there's no way they're going to do all three. Like, there's no way. Uh, it's it's not going to happen. I can see them getting Toby before I saw them hitting Andrew Garfield. But I was just like, there's there's no way it's going to happen. And so when it did, and when it happened so close to each other, because they get Andrew's Spider-Man and like right after that, they get Hobie's um, and seeing them. And then the first scene we get of all three of them on screen together is them just kind of sharing their trauma of being Spider-Man in their respective worlds. Um, it was like, I n- never really thought we would get a live action on film experience like that. Um, I never did. Um, and that sequence of events just wrecked me. Um, because like that scene 
I really hope as time goes on and more people have time to watch it and rewatch it and kind of analyze the different scenes because there's a lot to this film that talks about what Spider-Man is and what that character means. But one of the most important scenes to me was when they were on the rooftop right after they got Andrew and Toby's Spider-Man together and head up with Tom Holland's where they're just going around and they're just airing their souls to each other of these are the people I've lost. These are the ways that I experienced that loss. These are, these are the ways I reacted to the people I lost. Um, and you get the entire gambit as well. Um, you have, um, you know, you have Tom sitting there just struggling within himself of just going like, you know, I know what aunt may would want of me. I know the person she tried to raise out of me, but man, I really want to kill Orman Osborne right now. Um, and you have Andrew's Spider-Man show up and just be like, Hey man, I understand. <laughs> like, and, and like you even get like an illusion from him that, um, you know, in his, in his home world after he lost Gwen, he, he gave in a bit to that rage. Um, he says like, he says right there, you know, or while there stopped pulling my hunches, you know, I kind of, I accepted the rage um, that I had when she was gone. Um, and then on the other side, you have Toby. And I love the way that Toby played his Spider-Man in the really deep, important scenes. Because, like, the banter amongst all three of them was awesome um, in every way. But um, the, the wisdom and the maturity that he brought to his Spider-Man, um, especially when, uh, when interacting with Tom's. Um, it was just a really, like, I tried to not be dramatic about a film with, like, a bunch of guys who have the powers of spiders, but, like, it was a really beautiful thing um, to experience and to see. Um, and, like, the other scene that really comes to mind, especially uh, with Tom and Toby's characters, is um, a scene that I think a lot of people probably found very controversial, but I actually loved the scene, is towards the end when Tom Spider-Man is having um, his ultimate fight with Norman Osborn. Um, and they're just beating the hell out of each other. Um, and um, it's very... <laughs> um, the fight scenes with Tom and Norman Osborn are very are very Sam Raimi-esque. They've got that kind of like grit and brutality that the um, original trilogy of films had. Um, and they're just beating the hell out of each other. And Tom gets the advantage and he picks up the glider and he goes to just decapitate Norman Osborn with that glider, which like a small piece of every Spider-Man fan ever since the seventies has always wanted to see, like, let's just be honest. <laughs> All of us have had like that very small dark desire to really see 
him get what's coming to him. Um, but he has it, and Toby jumps in front of him and just like holds it and stops him. And I love how that scene played out because they could have done that a bunch of different ways. They could have had Toby like stop and like scream at him. They could have had him stop him and like give him um, an additional lecture about power and responsibility. They could have had him like stop him and like hit Tom and like kick him away to separate them. But like it was really beautiful how they did it. Because Toby Spider-Man just jumps in between them and just stops him from doing it. And he just kind of holds the glider. And is just, like, staring at him. And, like, um, Toby Maguire gets some crap sometimes for not being the greatest actor. But that might be the greatest scene he has ever done in his career. Because the emotions and the words that he conveys with just that look in that scene is incredible and so you have the experience of tom spider-man you know the youngest of them the one who who arguably lives in the darkest version of their worlds um who has seen arguably the most trauma out of all of the spider-man just at his wits end um and toby just like stopping him and like not like tossing him aside not trying to tell him he's wrong and not trying to remind him of anything but just sharing that experience with him and staring him in the eyes and just saying without words just look i understand like i understand that rage i understand what you're going through and i'm just going to Stand here and experience it with you as long as you need me to. Um, and that was one of the most beautiful scenes I've, I've ever <laughs> experienced in a movie. Uh, well, even, yeah, and like it's even more when you think about it, that's Toby's villain. So like it even means that much more, I think, that like he stood in between. Toby's entire arc in two and three is completely different if if Green Goblin doesn't die. The right, movie. I know. Mm-hmm. The whole thing, mm-hmm. like they, it, 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 it is a huge marker in his life. Yeah. So yeah, it, it adds an extra element to to what, everything else. That I mean, it, yeah. it, it goes back to that concept of like <laughs> trying to redeem, you know, these. I, I don't want to say redeem certain movies because I love all these other movies. I even like Spider Man Three, but like what I'm saying is like it goes back to this idea of like this redemption arc that all three of them have because that's his greatest failure in those movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's his greatest regret, and it's the one that ruins his relationship with Harry. It's the one that sets Harry down on his path. Um, you know, and, like, that was the... that. Yeah, I agree. There, there's a lot going on in that scene now. And, uh, you know... I, I love I loved how it was, I loved how it played out as well. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you. By the way, I just had like that light bulb, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's Toby's villain too." So like, anyway. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it's okay. You chimed in at just the right time because I was about to cry just re-experiencing that scene. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, you jumped in at just the right time. That is fine. But um, yeah, that was, yeah, the relationship and the dynamics and the things they were able to do um, amongst all of those actors was just i mean it's it was unbelievable like it's it's still unbelievable to me that we got this film 
and it was as good as it was. It's wild. We've uh, we, we've talked about we, we've said this several times about us crying and like you know what's interesting about this movie as well. Um, you know if if, if you know I, I mean I don't even care at this point. I'm I'm you know I'm, I'm gonna throw amazing laudatory remarks here, but like I remember in 2002, you know when Spider Man came out. And there was a sense, particularly, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to patriot, you know, do, or anything like that. But like, there was a sense that America needed that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that movie does end, you know, Spider-Man on the pole with the American yeah. flag, and like there it's was a sense, yeah. there was a sense of like, you know, we needed something. I mean, that's eight months after 9-11 so yeah and so like you know we we needed we needed something to get behind that's one of the reasons that movie works so well it's one of the reasons why i'm not i'm not real big on the on this on some of the like you know this kind of retconning about how we felt about those movies because when that movie came out everyone that went to go see it was like oh my lord this is is the best thing that's happened to us in a long time (laughs) We and even all liked the soundtrack with Chad Kroger. I, look, uh, I still <laughs> love the soundtrack. No, 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 no. The only thing that could have made this movie better is when all three of them hit at the top of the movie, and all of a sudden you just hear, and they say that here. I would have stood up and clapped. I would have been the only one. I could gang with stuff across. I would have, yeah, no, I would have. I would have got up and clapped. I don't know why they didn't do that. There's not a single person that would have been a- even angry at it. Not one person. Everybody been like, it's the most I've ever liked Chad. <laughs> but, uh, but like, I mean, this, what that movie meant uh, to people. And like, you look at how this movie is coming out in 2021, which in some ways has been more depressing in 2020 because we didn't really move any forward, forward yeah. at all. And you've got this movie, you know, about that's essentially just doing the right thing, and you know, and is a and you know is this you know it yes has high stakes and everything, but also very uplifting, you know, about people doing the right thing, you know, about Peter Parker doing the right thing. Uh, it, it's there's 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 a lot going on there, you know, and and there's something to be said for when these how these movies have mattered in the 19 years that has passed between. Spider-Man, and then this one, um, you know, and and so you know, and Jake, I mean, like you know, in a lot of ways, you know, Toby was your Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's 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 funny you mentioned that, okay, because when it was one of those things where it was where I I didn't expect to feel the way that I did in this movie when he showed up. Because when I went into this movie, I was like, yeah, Andrew Garfield and Tom McGuire are in this movie. Particularly whenever I, whenever the second trailer came out and some poor Sony uh, Sony editor is going to lose their job because the lizard's face just crumples <laughs> yeah. uh, to, uh, to, to air. Yeah. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, the... Uh, you know, much love to you, my friend. Where, where wherever you are in, in in the unemployment line on that, if I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping nothing bad happened to that person. But when he shows up, it I I was eight years old again, and it's and I know that's such a kind of a cheesy thing to say, 
you know, of of like returning to that time. But I mean, I remember going to see the first Spider-Man movie with you. Like and 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 Denny, yeah. yeah, yeah, and yes, like and because we were with the homeschool group, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And I remember watching that movie, and I remember just being obsessed with. It. I remember, I remember going to KB Toys in the mall and getting the Green Goblin and Spider-Man action figures. I remember, I remember purposefully waving my hands in the air like I was web swinging every time I would walk, just yeah. you know, just randomly, you know, yeah. and it was. <laughs> <laughs> And it was because of Tobey Maguire. You know, it was because of that movie. And, you know, Al talked about how he he brought that wisdom, that experience to it, you know, 19 years later. No, it's going to be 20 next year. It's going to anyway, be 20 next yeah. year. Yeah. we're oh, oh, trust me, I've already thought about that, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know... Just being able to grow up and then kind of see him return to that role, just it 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 was almost it was it was really overwhelming in, in a lot of ways, you know, because because in because in my mind, you know, like this this movie actually moved like I, I know we did our top, we did our top ten comic characters earlier this year. This movie probably moved Spider Man up a few notches for me, and. It's because of scenes like that where I started to think I was like the last time I saw when I first saw Toby, I was eight years old. You know, when I first saw him as Spider-Man, I was eight years old. And now I'm 27 and I've come through so much. And Toby Maguire's Spider-Man has also come through so much. And he br- and he brings that to the screen. Like like yeah. you said, you know, like well, I was I think just somebody said earlier, they just stepped into the roles just effortlessly. Yeah. And uh and Toby's one of those. Like it was like he just, you know, like he has actually just been Spider-Man the entire time. Yeah. He you just, know. you know, he's just and, well, and Andrew too. And Andrew Girlfriend, but... yeah. Just they're 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 both just hanging out, just doing random Spider-Man yeah. things, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, it it made me Everything about this film made me want to go back and watch the older films oh, again. Same. For sure. Um, just to just to see them again, you know. And even yes, even Spider Man Three. I I've I think I've seen Spider Man Three twice all the way through, and I know I'm probably going to have issues with it again. But I know there's still going to be moments where I'm still going to enjoy it because Tobey Maguire, because of of Kirsten Dunst's performance. You know, just the those are the people I grew up with. And just like you said, you know, just I don't know, just just seeing them come back to the screen to help the the, the new generation, you know, just it just it 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 really overtakes you. It it really does. Um, and I'm I'm I am legitimately upset. This was not my last question. Um, you know, <laughs> but uh, well, what's the next boss? But yeah, well the the next one. Yeah, because the next one is 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 interesting. Um, and it's actually for you. Okay. Um, because about twenty minutes into, really less than twenty minutes into this movie, we get a what would have been a very surprising cameo if people hadn't seen him filming the scenes in in, in Atlanta, and Matt Murdock, mm-hmm. um, randomly showing up. Yes. 
And so I was I was going to really just kind of ask you about really just him and Doctor Strange, just kind of the different char- the non Spider Man characters that factor into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were your, what were your thoughts on them uh, in this film? Just kind of showing up. I know Matt Murdock really just gets a cameo, but yeah. it's a it's a really well, effective cameo. It, it was a very hopeful cameo. That because, uh, yeah, uh, you know everybody kept saying it was like doctored or whatever, and then you know Kevin Feige being like, well, if we were to ever do anything with daredevil again it would be uh charlie cox but then he doesn't say anything else and so i'm just like well you know so i actually had just been like oh you know daredevil's probably not in this Mm. so to me seeing him it was very hopeful because that means that he has been recast as Mm -hmm. daredevil so there is going to be some sort of project with that because why Mm -hmm. wouldn't there be um so that was really awesome um dr strange uh i had so many different theories about dr strange uh going into this movie, like my, what I thought the movie was going to be changed about a dozen times is I'm sure it did for everybody because of the internet and, uh, awfulness getting, you know, spoiled and stuff mm. like that. Um, cause I didn't think Dr. Strange was actually going to be our Dr. Strange. Um, and then of course seeing the trailer for the multiverse of madness, you know, we do see that there is going to be an evil Doctor mm-hmm. Strange. Uh, I guess that's going to tie into, like, what what if and whatnot. So, um, but, you know, I always love those characters, and I couldn't be more excited to see Charlie Cox in the MCU. Again, I've missed him a lot. Um, so, yeah, I'm hyped. Can, am I the only one who wants season two of What If to be called What If and Whatnot now? <laughs> what if and what? Is that flowed <laughs> really, really well? And... I, I don't know if you realize that, <laughs> I but I I'm, talk that way. <laughs> I'm I just for whenever season two comes out, it's just gonna be can't wait to watch what if and whatnot. You know, just <laughs> that's that's gonna stick. I I hope. That's what we'll call our podcast about it. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, what if and whatnot. Oh goodness. Um, but yeah, I was I'm I'm really intrigued. I wish uh, he'd been in it more. But I don't know what he could have done. I just wanted to see more of their double. Mm. Like him catching the brick was pretty sure. cool. I yeah. Think, I think his stuff was, uh, I, I think it was pretty perfect. Well, it was, you know? but I still wanted more, okay? I, I agree. <laughs> I'm McKinney. No, I'm McKinney on this. I think we're going to get more. I mean, not, not to, you know, I mean, or, or, I mean we, we, we know there's other things. There are other things, yes. Out there. Um, so, you know, and I, I'm just glad. I'm, listen, if there was going to be a Daredevil movie, I'm just glad it's Charlie Cox. I'm just absolutely really, yeah. really glad it's him. Or Disney um, Plus series, whatever it is, we're just glad he's there. You know, yeah. I'm just glad it's Charlie Cox again because that he he was fantastic in that role, and he deserves to to keep it going because he he wants to keep it going. You yeah, know? and uh, so I think you should give him that shot. Uh, one thing I will say before we move on to our our, our next question or whatever, um, the the people of the MCU just all encompassingly best liars in the world yeah like i yeah. mean yeah. just oh no like andrew garfield when he was on timmy fallon i, I don't, think it was i truly i was like it. oh I was like, okay. okay i guess yeah. he's not in i guess he's not in this one yeah yeah exactly yeah he's just not in it you know he's definitely not spider-man 3 so you know like he's he's not in it you know he was like you guys are gonna be so disappointed and i was like yeah, oh i am it's really sad but we love you baby andrew garfield Oh man, yeah. No, I was I. I I, I was wondering if you were going to mention that 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 because that was one of the first things you said uh, after as we were driving home was just all of them are the best liars that we've ever seen because Charlie Cox, Charlie Cox, Cox did. Feige. 
Kevin Feige could run for president. He's such a good liar, man. Like, oh, like, oh, damn. Just, I mean, he just, he, I mean, he just, he just lies just all the time, just all the time, you know. Tom, I mean, Tom Holland. Too in this world, though, yeah. like in the world of the internet, where they try yeah. to spoil everything yeah. before it even happens. You know, you have to. I get it. Tom Holland has gotten better. Um, yeah, but even he, I saw a couple interviews where they would show like clips of it and like his face, like he's just not, he's, he's, he's like you, Jacob. He's, he's like, like, oh my God, God, please don't ask me anything. <laughs> he does um, not have a good poker face. My, I'd like to play mafia with him. My, my favorite one was when they premiered the second trailer and they showed the shot of him on the top of the Statue of Liberty and then he charges at the three villains and then the lizard gets hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a point where he goes, where's the, and then he stops himself and I'm guessing he was going to say, where's the other guys or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, and I just. Well, I thought Zendaya, like, hit him or something. Doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, like, a I, I don't know if Tom Holland got better or Zendaya is just, like, <laughs> really, really good. And, like, he's got a great poker face. Yeah, she does. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, excuse me. Sorry. I, we were focusing on that. Um. Actually, this is this is the perfect one to end it with. Um, Al, I got, I got a question for you, and of course, anyone can chime in on this as well. Al, at the end of this movie, um, of course, we'd already, we'd already talked about, you know, Peter making the decision to... Or well, really, I mean, of course, at the end, Peter makes the decision to not reveal himself, you know, and he's... He's very much a, he's, it's honestly, it looks like he's going to be more of a street level Spider-Man, um, which I know that if that th- those words together just make you happy. So I, 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 I am curious where, where does Spider-Man go from here? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a big question. Um, I do, I do just want to say, um, about the last question, um, with the cameo with Charlie Cox is that um, I was with Jenny as well. Um, I did not expect him to be in this. Um, after that announcement, I did expect him to be in something down the road, but I did not expect him to be in this. So when I got to see two of my favorite characters in Marvel Comics in a, in the same film together, um I freaked out. That was the loudest I was in my screening of the movie. Uh, <laughs> was when was when they just kind of showed the cane, and I was just like, ah, <laughs> and like, and like I was like, and like, and like, in a lot of ways, like psychologically and spiritually, like three scenes after um, that happens, I was like still in that scene. I was just like, I kept turning to my friend in the theater and just being like. I can't believe it. It was so casual. Like it was so <laughs> it just it just had him in there like it wasn't a big deal. Like <laughs> it's insane. But um so that was awesome. That was really well done. Um as far as the ending and where Spider-Man goes from here, it was a really interesting way to end it. Um I'm glad they went that route. Um I'll be honest, uh, despite the utter um, hatred and disdain I have for the One More Day story, um, um, I do think it was appropriate here. Because guess what? I'm a huge fan of that story if it's good. Um, But (laughs) imagine. Um, But 
it is really interesting to see where this goes. Um, as you said, um, because I have always, as a long time Spider-Man fan, I have always thought of Peter Parker as a character who has his own core, has his own code of why he does what he does, but he is very much a character who is defined and shaped by the relationships he has with the people around him. Um, You see this with the influence that Uncle Ben and Aunt May have on him. You see this with his relationships with a lot of his rogues gallery. You see this with his relationships with his friends and with MJ and with Gwen and, and even (laughs) Hey, Jonah Jameson, uh, which um, G's just shout out (laughs) to, to JK Simmons for coming back and doing that again, slipping into that role as if it wasn't no big thing. Um, um, He's a character who's defined, who's shaped by, the people around him and the experiences he has with them and the relationships he has with them. Um, so in that way where Tom Holland Spider-Man is now, um, is almost uncharted territory for the character, um, which is impressive because writers have been doing all kinds of crazy stuff with Spider-Man over the years. Um, that they finally, that the people at MCU finally found a way to have this character moving forward in a totally different light and in a totally d- d- different context. Um, so I am fascinated to see where it goes, because as I said, as someone who has been in love with the Spider-Man character for almost as long as he's been alive, I don't think I've ever seen him in this kind of context or situation um before um i think you're right i think the there is going to be a shift towards him focusing more on on like the street level stuff uh that makes me really happy because we have a lot of street level projects that are coming up um especially on disney plus so it'd be really cool if he had some cameos there that'd be awesome um but um as you said earlier, um, I think it was Josh who said it earlier. Um, if Tom Holland wants to take a little bit of a break from the role, he's a hundred percent earned it. Um, I kind of hope he does because I'd rather him feel feel rested and have agency over the role than feel very like pushed and pulled and and burnt out on the character. Um, but man. At the same time, I can't wait to see him again um, because I can't wait to see this character who I've loved for years um, face things in a totally new way and in a, and be, a, in a lot of ways, a totally new character now um, for what that character has meant um, for so long. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's see. I'm down for it. Like, Tom, you take all the time you need, buddy, but, like, you will have people ready for you to come back whenever you want to, for sure. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, especially, especially with that new suit, I, I mean, 
It's just perfect. It's That's just, nice it's, it's just so perfect. It's so shiny. <laughs> it is. It's so shiny. It's so shiny. Um, you know, that, that was one of the things that like, like I was, I was so, there's so much in that movie. I, I cannot wait to go see it again. Um, and, and I, and rest assured, I fully intend on going to see it again in theaters. Um, but there's so many things to take in that I think it was the next day at work. Yeah. Cause, cause Jenny, Jenny picked me up from work and it was the first thing I said to her. Cause I, I was just sitting, I was, a, you know, doing whatever at work and I, I could not stop thinking about this movie. And then it, it clicked with me. Like at the end, he sewed his own Spider-Man suit because he doesn't have any of the Stark ones anymore. And he is using like an app that is a police scanner. And so he, he is very much just a, a DIY Spider-Man at the, at the end of it. And, and it clicked with me. I was like, they're going to make him into like this, like street level hero, you know, and kind of take him away from the like cosmic, like all the Avengers stuff and everything that he's been going through. And I was, you know, I was very, very intrigued then like, like, I was more excited for Spider-Man four right there when I realized what that scene was meaning. And I was just like, man, I can't wait to see where this goes. Uh, real quick though. I, I am curious who would be your pick for a villain. Then if they, if it like say, say they're doing a Spider-Man four, they're trying to go for like a more street level kind of style. Who would be your pick for a villain? Ooh. Um, you know what? If you were to ask me what I'd want to do for Spider-Man four, film right now um um i'm just gonna say it um i would do a team up film uh with spider-man and daredevil and it's them trying to take down kingpin uh an organized crime you know that's literally that was literally my first thought i was like god how cool would that be because because like you said it'd be it'd be one, it would be a perfect follow-up to uh, to this film. You know, I I'm assuming Matt wouldn't remember, but but Peter definitely does, and so that'd be that'd be really cool. And then you know, going from there, you've you've got oh, that'd be, that'd be such a cool movie. Oh, I'd, I'd be so happy about that. Yeah, um, and I just say that especially because with the first of the end credit scene or I guess like the half credit scene we get um the scene with Tom Hardy um I'm as Eddie Brock and Venom um which was a scene I'm sure Josh really enjoyed um, oh I did actually I enjoyed yeah. it actually oh, oh that wasn't ironic at all I was just like I'm sure you enjoyed that scene <laughs> I enjoyed definitive proof that Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock will not be in the MCU yeah <laughs> I enjoyed that definitive statement yes yeah but um, at the end of that scene, we see that there's like a little bit of this symbiote in the MCU now. And so we have that to be excited about. But I think before we get there, before we get, you know, that huge of a Spider-Man rogue, um, I think the most logical step before we get that is to have a more um, um, a more street level organized crime um kind of adventure it's the thing that 
makes a lot more sense to me than just uh, directly jumping into Venom stuff. Um, I mean, I think you could definitely do something of like uh, um, almost a Secret Avengers, particularly if you get Luke Cage back, adding Kate Bishop. Mm. Um, you can do something like that. Um, but I'm not totally sure we're not going to get Flash Thompson Venom. Flash Thompson makes perfect sense to be Venom in this world, uh, considering he wants to be Spider-Man. Uh, which is what Eddie Brock wants to be in the comics, and that's why those movies fell miserably. Um, and so Flash Thompson Venom is probably where I would assume they're going. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I, I'd be okay with that. I, th- I think I do kind of agree with Al. I think I'd like to see something a bit more street level first, but. You know, and it's not, and it wouldn't be, you know, uh, my, my immediate thought would be, well, they wouldn't introduce the symbiote if they weren't immediately going to do that. But honestly, that's, it wouldn't be the first time that they've introduced something. And then it, like a couple movies later, a couple years later, even, was when we finally had like confirmation of it. I mean, look at Black Widow. They mentioned Drakov's daughter in the first Avengers. And then Drakov doesn't even, you don't even know what that means until the Black Widow movie in 2020, originally 2020, um, eight years later. So I I could, I'm, I would prefer them to stick to that street level kind of style, kind of like, like you said, Al. And then like at the end, like have the symbiote just make all, make it all the way from Hawaii to New York, just randomly. And then get on Flash Thompson. And then we have a, a Flash Thompson kind of, kind of venom which i know would that be kind of a weird one with the way that his venom works but you know that's i'm i'd be down you know let, let's let's see what they can do with it i'm any decisions they make i'm I'm trusting them at this point like uh, eternals is the only time i've ever been let down by them so you know i'm i'm down um so yeah Man, imagine imagine how the cast of eternals feels right now <laughs> <laughs> because I, I haven't I haven't heard anybody talk about Eternals since we did our podcast. <laughs> the, yeah, that's yeah uh, about that. Yeah, which I I really kind of feel bad for them because I think they all did a great job and I and I do want to see those characters again. But it's just you know it's I'm not gonna say anything. I've buried Eternals enough. Uh, that's true. Yeah, so. <laughs> But uh, closing thoughts on No Way Home. Anybody got any th- anything that we haven't said that that wanted to be said? No. Uh, hashtag Amazing Spider-Man Three. Yes, hashtag Amazing Spider-Man Three. Yes, agree. We all need to be just as annoying as uh, Snyder fans if we can. Yeah. Mm. If we can, I think we can. If we can. Um, I'm just rough. I'm just very. That, that's that is one thing that. Uh, I'm just extremely happy that we have all collectively decided, oh, yeah, those two movies were actually good movies. Yeah. Because I can't, I, I don't understand, you know, I, I've, I've been confused by a lot of, you know, obviously Last Jedi and, you know, things like that, you know, and like the response to a lot of them. But I've, I've always been confused. I don't understand why those movies are so hated. I don't get it. And I'm just really glad that apparently they weren't as hated as we thought they were and that people really want to see that, that storyline continue because I was going in some good places. Mm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm down for that. And, I, and all I will say is this. Is this, is my, this, is, this is the last thing I'll say. Uh, 
um, you know, this, the, the, my main thought after the end of this movie was this is the definitive Spider-Man movie. And if you it, like, if 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 you were going, if someone was going to ask you what was Spider Man about, uh, as weird as it as weird as it is, this is the movie I'd show them um, because this movie explains everything about the Spider Man mythos. I'll call it a celebration. It definitely is. Um, but this is the movie that proves. You know, I've I've said this. You know, once I'll say it a thousand times. Spider Man's the best superhero out there. He's not my favorite, but he's the best one. And and this is the movie that proves it. Um, and so, you know, um, yeah, if you have not seen this movie, I don't know why you're listening to spoiler cast. Um, <laughs> go see it three more times because it's uh, it's fantastic. Where where do you all think it ranks in the MCU? I'm curious what or are you all even like in a place where you I'm can't not do there that? yet, but I don't, uh, know, I, was about to say. I don't know how I, I don't know how it's not at least top three i mean like i mean for me i love i love captain i, I love winter soldier so much um i don't know i don't i'm weird because i don't really rank the avengers game it the, the avengers movies in there with it um but i love cap i love winter soldier i love black panther um i'm the weirdo that uh gets cathartic moments out of guardians of the galaxy 2 um you know i, I love uh, that to me is the most underrated mcu movie um but it, it's there. It's it's right there. You know, it's definitely right there with all those. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I'm. I'm with Josh. Um, the um, um, the three for me, um, up to this point, um, I've always been. I've always been a huge fan of of uh, the Inner Soldier. I've always been a huge fan of um of the first avengers film and um on the most recently i was a huge fan of hong chi i think hong chi is so well done it deserves to be up there as well but um but i mean and again this is coming from a place of bias because i've loved spider-man for so long i mean um it's gonna be hard for me to not say it's at the top I mean, it's it's gonna be really hard. <laughs> I mean that that's yeah that I think I'm with Josh where I don't I don't really want to say yet because I'm 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 not, I'm not ready yet. Yeah, no, I get that. But it, like, it's overall, I guess I would want to see it at least you know one more time to like put my rating on it. But I mean, I'm I'm like Al and and Josh, I'd probably put it in top three for sure. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's just because it was it was damn near flawless. Um, I've been trying to nitpick it. I really there's, have. There's only one complaint I have, and it's just because I wanted all the good things to happen to Peter. Mm. I don't understand mm. when Peter was like, "Wait, what if like everybody just forgets that I'm Peter Parker and I'll fix everything, right?" And Doctor Strange is like, mm, "Okay, yeah." I, I I just wanted more like information on that because I was like, "We're just." Okay, like I know it had to happen. Okay, this is literally just me. It's not even like a big deal, but uh, that just um, yeah, I just wanted. But he had to reverse everything. Yeah, I know, but like right. I still didn't understand why that was. You know, because even Doctor Strange didn't suggest that. 
So Doctor Strange Doctor Strange doesn't want to forget him. Doctor Strange feels just like, all right, well, I guess they're coming through. Like, well, because, he didn't even consider it. Because even because that's the whole point. No, is even Doctor Strange loves Spider Man. I know. One of my favorite. It's funny because there was a critique on the Ringer where the guy was like, I don't know why they just couldn't use the box again. Uh, Did they destroy it? The on the Ringer, and I swear. He's just getting blown. Yeah, because I like, mean, he's just getting, literally Green Goblin's like, I'm gonna blow it up, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm just like, I mean, oh. I mean it's, a, it's a very like, I mean, it's a very obvious scene what happens. And yeah, what very. Um, you know, but the the, the, I, the ringer has a couple of critics that are just. Can it be critics? Well, there's, I mean, but actually, this is my last thing. We are very clearly not superhero fatigue yet, uh, and the fact that this thing made two hundred fifty million dollars uh, over a weekend, or on yes. excuse me, on a Thursday, on a Thursday, not a freaking yeah, yeah. Thursday. We went, Spider-Man we saves went, movie theaters. <laughs> we, we, we went up to the movies on a Thursday, mm. and uh, you know, and uh, and you know, because we were we were choosy, mm. you know. No, nothing. No, I got it. Okay, I, I got it. Yeah. Right. yeah. But like, uh, but I mean, it, the fact that it did that in one day, and you know, it's just you know, in the middle of all the crap that's still going on, uh, it, it's it's the thing about the superhero fatigue thing. Um, we will not become fatigued. This is this is true, and I don't understand why movie historians don't get this. You don't become fatigued of, of a genre until that genre starts putting out really bad movies, and the MCU has not put out really bad movies yet. Um, so, you know, that's, that's where you're at. And I think the people that say they're fatigued are probably DC fans. Well, I'd be, I'm fatigued as a DC fan. Yeah. I'm really, <laughs> so really that's probably where that comes from. As a DC fan, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and I'm, I'm. And the know, people that say that MCU's too feel good, quote yeah. unquote, those are the Well, then, then you're going to get, you're going to get dark, psychotic Batman in, in March. So, yeah. you know, there you go. But he's look, emo. Look forward. He's mysterious. Look forward oh. to coming back. I, Who I, is I, that man? Let me tell you something. I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm. I hope more that I'm wrong about that movie than I uh, than this one. When you worry about this one, yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. another podcast, probably. Yeah, that's but... definitely. Another podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're coming coming back to you in March 2022, everybody. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, right. I just yes, uh, yeah. Um, I just want to say as my last word. Um, um, I do, <laughs> I do totally get where Jenny is coming from as well. <laughs> As far as like who with Doctor Strange goes, was just like, oh, can we, can we try something else? Um, but, <laughs> but I mean, I'll be honest, I'll be honest, Jen. Like that that scene right there, as little explanation as we got, that was a whole lot more satisfying of an explanation for that to happen than it was in the One More Day comic, where, oh. where, where for some reason. The devil is just like I don't want young people to be in love. Like that's all we get. <laughs> that's all we get. <laughs> the devil just doesn't want them to be in love. But um, and I will say, um, I will say, I think of this. I think of this as both um, a critique of the film, um, but also a very optimistic um, thing for the future as well. If there was one, if there was one thing I would change about Away Home, is I would have loved to have seen Miles at some point as well, um, even if it's just a glimpse of him. 
just because Miles, in my opinion, has become just as anonymous with Spider-Man over the years as Peter Parker has. Um, so I would have loved to have seen that. But that being said, since this film is such a success and since since it was so well done, um, I'm very excited for a future Spider-Man film where we do get, um, hopefully, both Tom Holland's um, Spider-Man as well as an actor um, to play Miles as well. Yeah, I think that'll, that'll be, happen another time for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll be the big thing. Uh, I think I that'll be the next thing that was to happen. Weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so, sorry, Al. That was kind of we well, uh, we we had a moment there, you know. Uh, I think before the world caves in on itself, we'll get Miles <laughs> and, and Peter Parker together. I'm sorry, I'm a little yeah. nihilistic these yeah, days. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I get it. that's rough. That's rough, man. My bad. Fortunately, Spider-Man does kind of counteract that, you know, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you all so very much for listening. Um, you know, as, as I said at the beginning of this, if you guys want to go to Patreon, uh, help us out. You know, we, de- we definitely appreciate any and all support. Uh, hit us up on social media and be checking back for more podcasts. And, uh, yeah, thank you all so much. You guys have a wonderful evening. Always remember that Phantom is for everyone. Y'all have a good night. It's pizza time.